we're hopping on here to hear how these teens are staying busy during quarantine and to get their take on the worldwide pandemic going on right now. As a reminder, the information provided during this event is for educational purposes only. It is not intended, nor is it implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice. So to get us started, Lena, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us how you've been doing and uh, how's things going mentally since uh, school's been out? Um, hi, I'm Lena and I think it's been really up and down and really the lack of communication from school has been really difficult for me because I get really anxious when I don't know what's going on and I don't have an understanding of like our schedule and what school looks like. So we get, I'm pretty confused on what's happening and what's due when, so that definitely creates a lot of stress. But I am home and I'm with my family and that's really exciting because this is a time when we usually wouldn't be home together and now we are, so I really like that. Kiana, how are you holding up? Hi, I'm Kiana and ever since school's been out, it's been a lot harder for me and my anxiety's been worse. But I've been trying to find ways to cope with my anxiety, which has been working out and eating healthy and journaling and doing my online dance classes. So I'm just trying to get through the ups and downs. That is the new normal, online classes. Tell me a little bit about what online classes are like. For my school, we're using Canvas and it has a lot of great resources and a lot of like really easy like linkable items. But the one downside is that it really lacks communication. So it's really difficult for teachers to tell students what's due and when it's due. And this kind of creates for like a lot of mixed messages and like students being very confused. I'm a part of some like more hands-on classes, which is kind of difficult with online. And we're also using Canvas, which is has a lot of great resources, but it's harder because for like my anatomy class and my health careers class, then we do a lot of like labs and like hands-on stuff like CPR. So it's kind of hard getting used to those ways of doing like online labs and all those virtual things. So. Now, I understand Grace is with us. I can't see her yet. Grace, can you hear us? I think we're still having some technical challenges today, but we're, we're going to get you in here, Grace. Um, so what else do you do to spend your time? What else is going on? Um, I've been hanging out with my family a lot, which has been nice because when my brother is away in college, then we don't really get to talk to each other that much. So having him home is really nice. So we've been doing some more family stuff, like watching movies and playing games. And then personally, I found ways to help cope with all of this, which has been like journaling and working out more and catching up on my homework assignments for the future. My family, we have family that's like all over right now. So we've been playing a lot of like online games with like a microphone so we can hear each other and see what we're doing like on screen. And that's been really fun. So I've been playing like video games with like all my cousins. So like my sister and I and our cousins. And it's been really fun to get to like hang out and talk and to see what's going on and also like spend time together. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you know, it sounds like you two are, are in family situations that are pretty solid and, you're, and your parents and people around you are engaged. What advice would you have for people who may be in more toxic settings? How would you recommend they cope with that? Um, I think it's incredibly difficult. And luckily, oh, hi, Grace. <laughs> hey, Grace. <laughs> Hello. Gra oh. Go ahead and finish your, uh, go ahead and finish okay. your thought there. 
Um, I think it's really difficult, but luckily we do have social media and we have a lot of ways to talk to people that aren't directly in our house, which everyone is really lucky. I know I couldn't go spending 24 hours with my family in a row over and over and over again. So to get to talk with my friends and like FaceTime them and video chat them when they're not here has been really helpful for me. And I think that that's what students who kind of feel stuck and really isolated in their home can be doing because you obviously can't go outside. Grace, so glad you could join us. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself? And we're talking a little bit about um, how, what advice you might have for teens who may not be in the best living situation now and deal with some toxic stress. Yeah, I've been here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> can you guys like hear me okay? We can hear you and see yeah. introduce yourself, go. All right, my name is Grace, I'm a senior. Uh, my mental health has been kind of all over the board, um, but I found that hanging out with my brother, we get along very well. Hanging out with my brother is a great coping mechanism. Me mechanism. Um, I've been doing a lot of painting and drawing, um, and uh, online schooling has been rough. And my advice for people who are in um, not-so-great environments right now, I would just say that um, a closed door is always a great sense of personal um, privacy uh even though you're all in the same house maybe just finding a spot is like it's always just a great option um communicating with your family when you really need just alone time um that's been my experience um I'm not in a bad situation but that communication has always been key for me Kiana you got any advice I would definitely agree with both of them. A closed door is always good and communicating. So sometimes if I ever get in an argument with my brother or anything, then I just go in my room and writing out my thoughts is a really good coping mechanism. So I will pull out my journal and just write. And it just helps me really like get through that and communicate through myself. Awesome. So Grace, you mentioned you're a senior. Uh, that adds a little bit of extra pressure. How are you coping with not knowing what's the plan for graduation? Um, I would love to tell you how I'm successfully overcoming these uh, these burdens, but um, I guess I'll just let you know when I figure that out. Uh, so far, it's been really confusing, and our teachers are doing everything that they can, but at the rate that we're going... The seniors are not going to have um, a graduation, a celebration, Matt Noya, which is our uh, senior getaway. And it looks like we're not going to be able to walk down the aisle altogether. So how do you cope with that? That's a that's a big loss. Yeah, it's super disappointing for a lot of us. Um, you know, a lot of us were waiting on like prom and all that. And it's it's kind of an awkward situation because yeah, we're mourning the loss of our of our senior status and and kind of the coming of age rituals that uh, my school has, but also we all feel kind of guilty because um, we're healthy and we're not directly affected by the coronavirus. And there are some family members who have um, lost peers, lost parents, grandparents, brothers, sisters, and so. It kind of puts us in a situation where we feel selfish for um, being disappointed that we're not going to have our graduation. Uh, so a lot of us are trying to find that in between where uh, it's okay to feel 
this like mourning loss um, mm-hmm. as long as we check it and acknowledge that we are safe and healthy and um, that other people are not. So, I mean, coping has just been talking with my fellow seniors about how they're feeling and just communicating with our teachers and trying to figure um, like a contingency plan and uh, how to make up for it if it turns out that we don't get to go back to school. Wow. You know, people talk a lot about uh, what you just talked about, being teenagers, uh, that perspective of you're healthy, everything seems to be okay. I see stories every day of teenagers going out and hanging out together and just ignoring all of the physical distancing that we're doing. What would you say to teenagers who are just saying, this is no big deal, don't worry about it, this doesn't impact me? I saw, what would you say to them? I saw the best thing that I read that like put it in perspective for me, and it was like, I give you a bowl of 100 Skittles, but two of the Skittles will kill you. Are you going to eat the Skittles? Of course not. And I'm not going to let my family eat the Skittles, and I'm not going to let my grandma eat the Skittles. If there's six poisonous Skittles in there for her, I'm not going to risk it. I'm not going to go for it. So it made sense to me, like, oh, to just stay home is to avoid it wholly. Like, I don't want to take these risks. And, of course, even more so, I don't want my family taking those risks. And that kind of put it in perspective of why we are doing this and the purpose. Wow. Anybody else have thoughts what you want to say to people who are ignoring guidelines? I think it's always best to take it seriously, like at all times, even if you think it's not affecting you because it is affecting you and it's affecting the people around you. And even if you're not the one sick, then like there's still a chance that you can get sick because of how fast the rates are moving. So just always taking it seriously. Yeah, uh, I had some harsh words to say to some people over social media because I saw that they were hanging out with their friends, uh, close quarters, um, and it was a whole group of them. And I got really mad because uh, I feel like it's abusing your own privilege. Uh, It's a privilege to be able to stay home. It's a privilege to be able to have social um, distancing. There are people who don't have homes. And I feel like it's not only offensive to those people, but it is just so ignorant and selfish for people to be hanging out with uh, people who aren't in their direct household or who they're not um, hanging out with every day. Uh, It's super disappointing as a peer and as a healthy person. Um, Yeah, I'm just I'm really disappointed in those people. (laughs) So what might you give them some advice on how you stay connected with your family and friends and what you're doing uh, so that you make sure that you're getting your social needs met? What are some alternatives? Tape measure. (laughs) Yeah, a bunch of the, uh, I live in kind of like a cul-de-sac and all the neighbors came out and we sat in this giant circle and we had a tape measure in between each one of us and we were all 10 feet apart. And um, we didn't let our dogs socialize in between each other and everyone brought their own food and no one was sharing blankets. And it just, it worked. It was like a social gathering, but no one was touching each other and we were being very careful. Um, And I feel like that's kind of on the, on the line of like social distancing and being social, but I mean, it, it worked for us. Um, For me, I've been doing like group times with my friends. So that we can still connect and talk to each other. Uh-huh. And then 
I've also just been, like, reaching out to them through, like, different social media platforms, like Instagram and Snapchat, and, like, texting them even. And I've been playing a lot of eight ball games on my phone (laughs) with my friends. But it's also been nice because I've gotten a lot of family time, too, because sometimes I hang out with my friends more than my family. And this has given me a real big opportunity to really, like, spend that time with my family, which has been nice. That's cool. Yeah, my friends and I have been using Zoom a lot. We use Zoom to, I have a bunch of senior friends, and they were all getting their college decisions. And we couldn't oh, be wow. there with them to look at the decisions, which was our original plan. So we just used Zoom, and it was really funny. I have, like, a cute little video of us all going, like, oh, my God, you got in! Because, like, you can see their screens. So that was really fun. And we originally thought we weren't going to get together at all. And so it was really a pleasant surprise. Celebrations are different, aren't they? Yeah. Those are going to be very different. Um, what are some other types of challenges that that your family, your friends, you are dealing with in in this new world that we're in, living in right now? I know one of the challenges um, has to do with things like dance team and and physical activity. How are you overcoming that ability to be able to get enough exercise and to to do things, to be active? Um, for me, I take dance classes almost every day, which is hard to do on a live stream because you're, we're not able to actually like be in person and we have like formations and we have to work together for a lot of the stuff. So it's definitely difficult to communicate and to work together, but I've, it's been hard to get used to, but I've been trying to adapt to it. And then also another thing I've been doing is working out with my brother so that gives me family time, but also a good way to still stay in shape. Oh, awesome. Anybody yeah. else have? Um, going on walks by yourself, bike rides by yourself, like make sure, making sure that you're far away from people and like doing the thing that like normally is rude where you like cross the street when you see another person coming. It's not like right. acceptable. So it's kind of weird, but that's really what we've been doing. Yeah, uh, for me, my brother and I have been staying active by uh, just like tossing a football around at the at the church across the street. Um, I have these neighbors across the street from us as well, and they brought their football out and they were throwing it alongside us. And we were kind of having like a dual sibling football thing, but we weren't touching each other's um, yeah, footballs. footballs or anything. <laughs> oh, my stars. So, you know, those are, those are some of those unique challenges. I know, you know, I worry and I see, uh, we talked a little earlier about toxic uh, relationships and people who may not be in healthy households, but I worry about people who may also be um, in abusive situations. And I wonder if any of you have any thoughts or advice for people who may not be safe isolating. Um, I really, obviously, like, we're all teenagers, like, we do not have a lot of authority on this, and whatever we're saying, like, is just solely our opinion, but I think that often, like Grace said, like, a closed door does a lot, maybe if you need to go quarantine with someone else and just leave your house, but you're staying in that house, like, that's the way it is, and I know a lot of people had to, like, move in somewhere really quickly, and I think that's a possibility as long as you're staying, like, with that person that's obviously okay. But really, I think you just have to do what's best for your health in that moment. I agree. And I also have a friend from school who actually is kind of experiencing this. 
and she doesn't have the best connection with her parents. So the first week of this quarantine, then she stayed with one of my other best friends so she could just like have some more alone time and not get in, be in that negative household. But then she did go back to her house. So I've just been trying to communicate with her a lot to make sure she's okay. I've been checking in with her like on a daily basis. Yeah, CSP or um, shoot, CPS has uh, that's it has been um, putting together uh, situation situational um. I don't know the word I'm looking for. They can they can identify situations now, and they they have um, plans put into place for this this quarantine debacle um, where people are in abusive relationships. So I mean, contacting outside authorities might seem like a drastic option, but I mean they're there to help. Um, the police are still responding. And the fire department is always first responders also. So just, yeah. Well, that really, you know, came to a question. We just literally got in on social about someone who's worried about their friend's safety being at home. I think the other way that we can always help is the crisis lines. Uh, I know flashing up during our broadcast, the youth line is staffed. I did speak with uh, the head of the youth line and they're still gathering every day and taking crisis calls and 24 hours a day, seven days a week, there's somebody on this line there to help. I do hear, um, really bummed about missing sports. Is this dumb? No. Dumb? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not dumb. It's, uh, it's that gray line that I was talking about before where you feel guilty that you, uh, you're you mourning your loss. But, I mean, it's completely valid to have these feelings as long as you acknowledge, you know, your privilege within it. Um, but, no, it's not dumb at all to feel like that. Yeah, it's definitely not dumb because for me, then, like, dance is definitely, like, my coping and, like, that's, like, my therapy for me. So, the first like week we didn't have dance, I was definitely like very anxious and crying a lot. And so it's definitely a valid reason to be sad or to be upset. It's completely valid to be sad and to be upset. But what's not valid is to go get your friends together and go play a game of basketball or whatever because you miss it. Like, yeah. You can't be doing that. And that's just part of like what's going on with quarantine. And you can have the feelings and you can talk with your team and be like so upset. I'm all of my volleyball has gotten canceled. Speech and debate's canceled. Even like activities are just yeah. done, and it sucks. But what really sucks is like someone you close to you getting sick. That is even worse. Yeah, I've been playing softball for twelve years, and uh, this was going to be my last year that I play because I'm a senior, yeah. and college ball is insane. Um, yeah. And I I don't get to play. Our season didn't even start, and it's super disappointing. And you know, I, I, I cried and I mourned, um, but what I'm not doing is contacting my team yeah. and putting together yeah. a sport. <laughs> so, But you could, you know, you could play virtual game of horse. Yeah, right? we could. Get yeah. their phone outside and play horse with your friends. Yep. Mm -hmm. Or whatever word you want to use for the uh, the great basketball game. <laughs> but I agree. I, I saw this morning that Wimbledon has been canceled. And I think, you know, probably not something I ever really want, but I... I follow it and just mm -hmm. the that have changed. The Olympics were canceled. 
Yeah. Wait, let me close my window. I feel like it's loud. <laughs> oh, we can't hear it. It's all good. There we go. I got it. But yeah, the Olympics were canceled, and that's a big thing. Um, I do have another question that just came in here from Ryan. Um, what are, what kinds of things are you doing on the weekends to stay busy? Because weekends are like, you know, totally different than school. What are you doing on the weekends? Um, Like I said, my family's kind of getting together doing online video games. So we have like a phone set up like above the game board so like we can see our game board. And then we have like another phone that shows us our family in like California, their game board. Oh, wow. So we do the same thing on our game board and then we can like talk and like draw cards and play. And that's really fun. That's what we kind of do. Yeah. Yeah, to me, I feel, Monopoly. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like right now, every day kind of feels like the same day, mm-hmm. and I don't really ever know what day of the week it is, <laughs> and especially since I'm not, like, officially on online school yet, then it's definitely been a lot weirder, but I've just been doing this about the same things every day, like journaling, working out, online dance classes, and trying to catch up on my schoolwork. Um... My family rented an RV, and we went on a road trip around Oregon, and um, the reason we rented an RV and not just took our car was so that we could sleep and eat in the RV, and we didn't have to go into any hotel room, we didn't have to, like, talk to anybody, the only time we ever stopped was for gas, and at that point, uh, none of the people wanted us, or want wanted to pump our gas, we had to pump our own gas because of the corona, yeah. uh, and we slept in the woods, and uh, so if your family has that option, I would say that there are ways to get out of town without having to, con- like, come into contact with anybody, so, um, also painting, I've been doing a lot of painting. Me too. Painting's a really good thing to do. That's a great idea. Has anybody cleaned their room? No. 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 Yeah, I haven't done laundry in a week. I've cleaned so much this week. It's insane. <gasps> oh, oh my goodness. goodness. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> no, I've been cleaning so much. It's actually been Saturday. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, my stars. Well, let me see if I've got more questions that have come in. Um you know, people, one of the questions we did just get is, what do you do if you need medical help or mental help? Um, like you said before, for mental health help, then reaching out to any of the hotlines, like, yeah. mine is really good. You can check. I you actually know. had an anxiety attack the other day, so I reached out to Youthline, and uh-huh. I was doing the texting through there, which actually really helped with my anxiety attack. So that's one way to get mental health help. That's really good advice. Another is just like a friend who maybe might understand. Um, I got, uh, for lack of a better word, I got triggered the other day. And yeah. it, it was late at night. And she's she kind of lives in my neighborhood. Um, so I texted her. And we talked about it. And I ended up like hiding the item that triggered me. And uh, I haven't thought about it since. Because I, I just like found it. And I was like, oh, oh no, I'm anxious. Um, so I... <laughs> I contacted someone who I thought would help. Um, and we don't talk as much as I'd like to, but I knew that she would understand. And so just like kind of taking mental inventory about all the people who might understand different uh, triggers or, or emotions or situations is always a good idea. Yeah, I was really stressed out and anxious because I, I see a therapist every other week. 
and I was really scared that I wasn't going to get to see her and that kind of like that anxiety really builds up for me especially right now and luckily a lot of places are doing it online so I've been getting to see her online and that's been really helpful because this is for someone with anxiety this is a really rough time and it's really stressful not knowing what's going on and that kind of triggers me for lack of a better word like Grace said triggers me kind of into this kind of like anxious state where I'm thinking about everything all the time and to get to like debrief my thoughts with my therapist has been really nice because I didn't think I was going to get to you know that's that's a really 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 important thing to know for mental health and for physical health doctors therapists everybody has gone online under platforms just like this and if you see a therapist or you need to see your physician there are virtual options for you and they're available uh, if you don't have a provider you can link to any of our providence websites and we have providers already who can take new patients and and see you through virtual visits right now um so what i'd like to do to wrap us up is for you to give your best piece of advice for how you reduce your anxiety Whoever wants to jump in and go first, go right ahead. What's your best okay. piece of advice? I'll go first. Um, so I know this time can be super challenging and can definitely make your anxiety worse or anything else worse. So for me, I've just been trying to find different like coping mechanisms to help me cope with my anxiety. So like I said before, like a lot of journaling, working out, mm-hmm. um, spending time with your family, exercising a lot in different ways that can be either like going for a jog riding a bike working out with your brother um (laughs) painting drawing there's just so many different ways and you can find what you love to do yourself and those are just a couple ways but that's definitely some therapeutic things to do to help you cope with your anxiety I think for me blocking out my day so it almost feels like a school day kind of helps so like Mm -hmm. I write down what times I'm going to do stuff and then like break hours and this hour I'm going to do this and I'm going to try something new here I have a lot of lists on my phone of like today is a Monday so I'm going to do this which helps me keep track of like the day like Kiana said it's really hard to know what day it is and to kind of block myself into a schedule that feels like I'm prioritizing certain things in a time where nothing feels prioritizable is really helpful for me in my anxiety. Yeah, I know a lot of people who have anxiety kind of have a hate-love relationship with uh, lists and organizing and stuff. Um, I myself, I mean, you just saw my room. I am not a great organizer. Um, However, this time that I'm having with myself, I'm really cracking down on that maybe not my room but in my uh my other areas um so making a list um of different things making a list of people who you can talk to when you're stressed making a list of things that you can do during the day making a list of things that you could do with other people um and I mean for me I've been watching I watched 12 seasons of Criminal Minds um Just while I've been doing other things, I, I put it on and I'm painting. I put it on and I'm, I don't know, <laughs> playing Dragon Veil on my phone, Minecraft. I don't know. Uh, just it, it helped me get my mind off of things so that I'm not just focused on one thing. I don't know if that's healthy or not, but multitasking always helps pass the time. Well, I really want to thank you, Kiana. Lena and Grace for sharing time with us today and to everyone who's listening and sending you. If you are looking for help with processing anxiety or any other medical questions, please visit providence.org. 
We also recently launched a new resource for team mental health to students, teachers, and parents. Get out at work2bwell.org. That's work2bwell.org. That's it for today from Talk to Be Well. Our always here, and we'll be back next week at uh, to talk about other mental health issues. If you have ideas, what you'd like us to talk about, share on a Facebook link, put your eyes and questions in, and we'll address talk to be. I'm your host, Robinson, and be well.